Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Wayne Keefe D. Davis readying for a court appearance where he's expected to enter a plea to the murder of Tupac Shakur. Davis's own words lead to him being charged with the murder 27 years later. So Dre got cold feet. He didn't want to do it. He gave the gun to Orlando. Orlando shot Tupac and shoot him. Yeah, he did his thing, yeah. I talk with two police officers who were there right after Tupac and Suge Knight were shot about one of Las Vegas's most infamous murder cases. Welcome to Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. The man accused of murdering rapper Tupac Shakur, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, is expected back in court this week. Davis faces a murder charge for the shooting death of Tupac Shakur in Las Vegas more than 27 years ago. This arrest has been a long time coming, of course. Keefe D. isn't accused of shooting Tupac, but police believe he gave his nephew the gun to fire the shots that night after a confrontation between Tupac Shakur, Suge Knight, and Keefe D's nephew, Orlando Anderson, at the MGM Grand. I spoke with two retired Las Vegas Metro police officers about the night Tupac was shot and the years that passed since then. Uh, that night was a Mike Tyson fight, so it's a very, very busy night on the Strip, and it always was if Mike Tyson had a, had a fight. Chris Carroll was a sergeant on bike patrol on September 7th, 1996, when he heard chatter on his police radio. There were some officers that were in a parking structure uh, over at Koval and Flamingo. They had heard a bunch of shots ring out. So they got out on the radio and said that, that, you know, that they'd got a bunch of gunfire. I could kind of hear in their voice, their voice that they were a little bit uh, excited. I met Chris Carroll at the intersection of Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. It's where he found Tupac Shakur and Suge Knight shot. Okay, so like I said, this layout has changed over the years, but it still has the same basic shape. Harold described the chaotic scene as he approached the passenger side door of the BMW, where he found a man who he later learned was Tupac Shakur wounded and bleeding. As I open the door, he kind of slumps out with the door. He kind of slides out as I open the door. So I get, well, I still have a gun in my right hand. I'm still pointing at Suge, yelling him to, yelling at Suge to get away from me because Suge keeps running up my back. And, you know, this guy is, is huge. And, I, and I'm thinking if this guy jumps on my back, uh, it's, it's going to be trouble for me. Carol said he tried to find out from Tupac who shot him when he got an unexpected response. And I, and I just come down to the pavement with him. So we're on the pavement, like I'm on a knee. He's laying on his kind of on his on his butt and on his back kind of sit I'm sitting him up a little bit trying to trying to talk to him and uh, you know meanwhile some uh, you know the other officers were able to get Suge out of the way and that's when I was uh, trying to talk to him trying to see what's going on I was hoping to get a name uh, you know anything that I could or description I mean 
uh, something. I was hoping for something. Well, he looked at me and he got his breath together and, you know, kind of got over himself and he went, you. And he said it like that with anger in his voice. Like he didn't want to deal with me, basically. Um, you know, so that's, that's what it, I mean, it is what it is. The work week can be really stressful and deciding what to eat can just add to it. HelloFresh can take the stress out of planning and cooking meals for you. HelloFresh delivers meal kits straight to your front door. It's 25% cheaper than takeout and much healthier. Here's how it works. Choose your recipes online and you'll get fresh pre-portioned ingredients that will help you cook quickly. There are dozens of recipes to choose from, so if you have picky eaters, there's no problem. The cook time is quick too, it's just 15 minutes. If your family is anything like mine, they're probably always hungry, so you can add snacks, sides, and even more to your order. I've tried HelloFresh and it really takes the stress out of dinner time. You can try HelloFresh and get a discount, so who doesn't like a discount? Go to hellofresh.com 50 sidebar and use code 50 sidebar for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. As Tupac Shakur was taken to the hospital, detectives were called in. Once uh, everything had gotten somewhat sorted out and uh, the realization of who the victim was came to light and then it became very dynamic. Retired Las Vegas Metro Police Detective Phil Ramos was brought in to assist with what would quickly become one of Las Vegas's most high profile homicide cases. The staff was doing a miraculous job keeping him alive as long as they did. Um, they, they just really went above and beyond to, to save his life. But it was very apparent that night that he wasn't gonna survive those injuries. Ramos helped with interviews and even that was difficult. So as it became more uh, intense and more dynamic, the actual witnesses who saw what happened kind of fizzled out. Uh, Suge Knight, was one of them. I mean, he was in the car, the bullets were going by him. He's seeing his friend get shot up and he's telling the cops, I didn't see anything, which we knew was a bunch of crap. And we knew that that's what we were dealing with. It was a you know, gang related shooting. And those are typically very, very difficult to get any cooperation from anyone about. And, and this was no different. Tupac Shakur died six days after suffering several gunshot wounds. His mom decided, I, I don't want him to suffer anymore. Let's just you know, let, leave it in God's hands. And, and she made that decision to, to terminate life support. Suge Knight may not have talked with police about who fired the shots that hit him and killed Tupac Shakur, but he spoke with MTV News days after Tupac died. Pac saved my life. He's why I say Pac saved my life. I got shot in the head, got grazed some other places, but I still got the bullet in my head. It's still there. That begs the question, was Suge Knight the actual target of the gunfire and Tupac collateral damage? Suge Knight also talked about Tupac's reaction to being shot. I'm driving, telling him I'm gonna get to the hospital, kick back. Pac looked at me and said, you know what? You need the doctor more than me. You don't want shot in your head. And we laughed the whole time going to find out which to the hospital. Even though Tupac Shakur's friends and family said he was dead, conspiracy theories ran wild that he was still alive. 
When you started hearing that, what was your reaction? I, I just shook my head and, and I thought, I, I don't know why people do this. You know, that happened. We see that happen very often on celebrity deaths. Uh, Elvis. And, and the, the people just don't want to accept the fact that someone that they admire so highly is actually dead. Um, you know, we've seen it on many other celebrity deaths. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, John Lennon. The, people just don't want to accept that. They come up with all these crazy ideas. But, um, and, and how they came up with this, I don't know, because even Tupac's mom said, my son is dead. He's, this isn't some crazy conspiracy. He's not on some island in the Caribbean. My son is dead, respect that. But it's, and to this day, it still happens. But you saw him on the autopsy table. I saw his body. I can tell you he's dead, yeah. Detectives retraced Tupac Shakur's steps that night and found this surveillance video from the MGM Grand. It showed Tupac Shakur, Suge Knight, and others jumping a man named Orlando Anderson. That was Keefe D's nephew. You can see Anderson wearing a Dan Marino jersey. Witnesses who testified at the grand jury described Anderson as a higher up in the South Side Compton Crips out of Compton, California. His uncle, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, was in the highest echelons of the Crips in Compton. A police officer told the grand jury that Anderson didn't cooperate with giving police information about who attacked him and why. That surveillance video showed Tupac, Suge Knight, and their entourage leaving the MGM Grand that night. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Witnesses would later tell police that Tupac and others jumped Anderson because of a fight that had occurred earlier that month where a death row records chain had been stolen from this man, Trayvon Lane in California. The chain was stolen during a fight between the Crips and members of the Bloods. They were associates of Suge Knight. Knight gave those chains to people close to him. Days and months would pass without an arrest. I wouldn't say the case was totally unsolved. I think, uh, uh, the investigators and so forth, and most of the, most of us cops and everything would, were talking about it and everything. We pretty much all knew that Orlando Anderson was the shooter. As it turns out, he's murdered himself uh, a year and a half or so later after the murder. So there's really nobody uh, at the time to arrest. As a member of the LVMPD, how frustrating was it to try to work this case when you have people who clearly knew what happened, yet they wouldn't say? Yeah, that's very frustrating for us um, because it, it's a case that you wouldn't expect people not to help because simply who the victim was, you know, I mean, here's this is Tupac Shakur. He's loved by people all over the world. And 
if there was ever a case where, you know, the, the law of the streets should be forgotten, this was one of them. You know, you, you don't have to be labeled a snitch just because you help the cops with what you know and what you saw when someone of this stature is murdered, um, but they just wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it. So many people seem to know that Orlando Anderson was the shooter, or at least that was the word on the street. And for years, police seemed to know exactly what happened that night because Keefe D had told police in Los Angeles what happened in a proffer. That's a statement that cannot be used against a person in court. But then something happened around 2018. Keefe D started talking publicly about what happened that night. So how did you know Tupac and Shug was in the black BMW? He was hanging out the window. Keefe D appeared on YouTube channels and in BET's Death Row Chronicles talking about the shooting. Who shot Tupac? I keep it for the cold of the streets. It just came from the backseat, bro. And stunningly, Keefe D actually wrote a book, Compton Street Legend, in which he wrote about that night. Police said Keefe D's words caused their cold case to heat up. Our goal at LVMPD has always been to hold those accountable and responsible for Tupac's violent murder accountable. Just like we do for every homicide victim in our city, every single victim, every life that is lost is important and remains a priority to this police department. As we methodically built this case to move forward with an arrest, it was also important that at the same time, we're building towards a successful prosecution. We work closely with our esteemed district attorney, Steve Wolfson, in his office to ensure that is going to happen. Mr. Davis's own words reinvigorated our case in 2018. Police gave the case a new look in 2018, and they apparently watched as Keefe D kept talking. Joe just ducked his head, and the first bullet went in his head, so the next ones hit him. It was like he was like he was doing a break dance, trying to jump in the back seat or something. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, he was, uh, what the f? Looked like he was trying to jump in the but it, it was the bullets was in his. Then in July, police descended upon Keefe D's home in Henderson and searched it. Officers seized 40 caliber bullets, a Vibe magazine, electronics, and other items. Tupac Shakur was shot with 40 caliber rounds. Late last month, police arrested Keefe D, charging him with murder with a gang enhancement. The arrest was a pleasant surprise to Chris Carroll. It's, it's very, very unusual for a case to come back 27 years later. Um, if it does, it's usually because some DNA was found on something that was not available 27 years ago. Well, this case is not a DNA-based case. Uh, so for something to come up 27 years later and all of a sudden go back to trial uh, is extremely rare. But uh, it's good to see. I'm happy things are moving forward. I don't like that a, a guy can come on TV and uh, tell the world he was part of a murder and, and spell it out and write a book and, and everything else and have nothing happen to him. So I'm, I'm glad that he's being held accountable for that. Keefe D appeared in court two weeks ago. May the record reflect that Mr. Davis is present in custody. Um, Mr. DiGiacomo and Mr. Palal are here on behalf of the state. Mr. Davis, sir, have you retained counsel to represent you in this case? Yes, ma'am. Who have you retained? 
84. Okay, and is that person going to be here today? No, he's, uh, he, he needs two weeks to, uh, to be here. He, he, needs to. he needs a continuance. Two weeks. He said he needed two weeks to be here? Oh, yeah, he needed a continuance for two weeks. Okay, and what's his name again? Edie Fall. Edie Fall? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to continue this matter for two weeks on a Thursday. That date is? October 19th at 9 a.m. Okay, we'll be back on that date. Since his arrest, we've learned prosecutors showed grand jurors an interview Keefe D. granted to the Art of Dialogue in 2021. A portion of it contained a warning for boxer Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, how you feel about him saying that he wish he had five seconds in a room with Tupac Killer? I don't only need one second with you, dude. Huh. Well, you better leave me the f alone to keep boxing, dude. You a boxer. Guys, not no f case. All of a sudden, everybody want to be killers now. Since Keefe D's arrest, Suge Knight, who's in prison in California for running down a man with his car, told TMZ he will not testify and that police have the wrong man in custody. There was only two people in the car. And Pac not to tell the story. I ain't to tell the story. No, I don't believe anything Suge says because, he, you know, he's got nothing to uh, gain by lying and he's got nothing to gain by telling us what happened. So, you know, he, who knows what, if anything, will ever become of Suge's involvement or non-involvement in this case. I doubt that he'll ever say anything. Keefe D is still working on finding a lawyer in Las Vegas, and he's expected back in court Thursday, where he will enter a plea to that murder charge. And I will be there, so stay with Law and Crime for the very latest on this case. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.